Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. I like to think of direct response marketing as a faucet that you can turn on or turn off. And I like to think of branding as more of a river. So for direct response, the moment you turn off your ads or stop sending emails, everything stops altogether. But on the other hand, for branding activities, once the river is dug up, once you have put in the work, it will continue flowing for a long time. Hey, what's up everyone? In this episode, I want to talk about direct response marketing versus branding activities. I wanna issue a 100 day challenge The title probably gave that away. Uh, And I want to put my own accountability on the line. So this podcast is a little bit different, as in I want to invite you to join me in this. And and to be honest, so this podcast has been on my mind to record for probably like six months now. Like I've wanted to do this really, really bad, but I have held out and held out until the start of this new year. But the reason it took me so long is because For brands under a million dollars in sales, you may have heard me talk about how I believe you only need one source of paid new customer acquisition in the form of advertising, and you need, number two, email marketing. Because if you do just those two things, you can grow to becoming a million dollar a year business relatively easily. And I think easily is just a, maybe that's not a fair word to use. I mean, Growing a business to a million dollar business is a lot of work. But if you have one paid ads channel and you have one backend uh, continued sales channel like email marketing to continue increasing the lifetime value of your customers, then you will get to that million dollar threshold. And real quick, as a side note, I do talk about this in episode 18. So if you're like, hey, I love the that concept, Josh, and I want to dive even deeper into that, I think I have like a 40 or 50 minute episode where I dive really, really deep into only those two things and how we put those together. But one thing I want to note, though, is that I don't believe that that discounts the value of other marketing activities. Uh, I don't talk a lot about social media because I know that on an impact in a resource basis, things like social media, branding activities are a large, medium to large, pretty large resource, meaning time and money to implement and the impact immediately is relatively low. Meaning I call this a slow leverage activity. It is, it is, you can become leveraged in it and it's very powerful over the long run, but it takes a while to get off the ground, but it doesn't discount the value of them. So over the years, I've had the luxury of working with brands doing anywhere from several hundred thousand or half a million to a million dollars a year up to brands doing $50 million, $60 million a year. And in doing that, one thing that you'll notice about all the brands that are, let's just say like 3 million and plus, 3 million and plus, I'll probably put that as a threshold. When you're above 3 million, you usually have different vendors, different teams like our team that helps do a lot of different things. And so we've had the luxury of working with brands that have teams for literally everything, whether it's in-house, 
teams or whether it's outsourced teams. They have teams for things like SEO, Amazon PPC, Amazon SEO, because that's its own SEO component, social media, blogging, et cetera. And we've been able to see the, the firsthand the results that those things produce. And so because I've been able to see this, I know the potential that so many of these activities had, but I don't teach a lot of that because most of the brands we work with start at less than a million a year. And my goal is to say, how do I as effectively and efficiently as possible teach you, coach you, train you on how to get to the million dollar threshold and then grow beyond that? But in doing all of this, there's one thing that I do know, and deep down I know this, it's hard to talk about it because to be honest, you know, I talk a lot about email and ads. That is what I do. And because I do that, sometimes it might sound like I indirectly don't believe other things work, but I do believe they work. And if you want my opinion, I believe that brand is greater than direct response in the long run. And if you don't know what those are, let me break that down really quick. So direct response is something that it encourages an immediate direct action to be taken. This is typically in the form of a sale or a transaction. That's the, the, the most common form. Now you might be running lead generation ads and yes, that's direct response. The goal, the action is a lead, but primarily it's often a transaction. It's often a sale. And so direct response, just like the word, it means it is direct and you want a response from that. And so the two most common ones, maybe three that I would put out there that our direct response marketing that you probably use or you might be using soon are going to be paid ads, email, and SMS. They're all things that you will put out an ad, you'll send an email, you'll send an SMS, and it usually warrants or encourages an immediate action from those ads or those emails or those texts. But branding, on the other hand, means investing money into activities that build your brand equity. And by doing this, you will establish your brand's value proposition uh, proposition in the minds of consumers over time. And so the keywords are over time. So what that means is it will not pay off right away. So oftentimes I'm thinking in terms of return on ad spend, right? And so if I'm thinking in terms of return on ad spend, that's a direct response activity. I expect some kind of an immediate uh, response from that. And I expect an ROI on that relatively fast. But with things that are branding related, they're a long-term strategy. There's something that you build and you build and you build. And, and a lot of times they're not as trackable. And that's the hard part. Because for me, I love tracking. And if I can't have attribution, if I can't track things properly, it's really hard for me to want to keep doing it because it might feel like you're just shooting in the dark, right? If, if I'm doing social media, which by the way, a couple examples of branding related things are going to be things like blogging, SEO, social media is probably the largest one that I view as like the strongest branding activity you can do because you can get some degree of direct response, but also it grows your audience and it grows your brand awareness. Like people start to see your logo, see your name, see your brand, see your products. And so uh, those are examples of branding related activities. And so if I look at direct response, I like to think of direct response is a fast to ramp up and a fast to cool off activity. But branding is slow to ramp up and it is also slow 
to cool off. And I'm not sure if you are a, if you're into, you know, investing or finance in any degree, but I'm like a finance guy to like the core. I love, I love the idea of building wealth and my wife and I invest in real estate and our portfolio. And like, so, so I'm all about that. And one thing that every investor knows is that you need to diversify uh, your assets. You need to have a diversification strategy in order to not be so heavy in one single area. And so uh, what a lot of investors will do though is is you have to step back and you have to look at macroeconomic conditions. You have to look at the the, the economy on a larger scale than just the, the little microeconomics of your niche or just on Facebook ads and, and trying to get consumers to buy their likes. Take a step back and look at the great picture. And as we go into 2023, I hate the word recession. I hate, uh, I hate the word retracting. I hate all of that. Like it's not a fun thing to talk about, but if we look at these conditions, they're reality. These things are happening. So to, to fight against these, and as a side note, I talk about this in uh, two episodes ago, in episode 51, I talk about five things we're doing for massive growth in 2023. And one of the things I talk about is we are staying 80% fast leverage, those activities, direct response, email, SMS, ads, 80% things that are f- quickly leveraged. And then I talk about how we're putting 20% of our time and dollars into slow leveraged activities. And so in this case, it's in the form of content. It's in the form of social and things like that. And so if you take a step back and you look at the whole big picture, the reason we're, we're moving some of our recommendation into that branding component is because as we go into this, as adverti- advertising becomes unpredictable, advertising costs can become unpredictable. And so we want to build a brand and start doing the little work now, right? We want to start stacking our acorns in the branding, uh, the branding bucket, just starting to stack our acorns here while we have the fast leverage direct response activity going so that as we get into, uh, I don't know how to say this, as we get into like unpredictable territory and we have to weather storms that are very volatile, having as many acorns stacked away in this branding strategy is wise to have on top of a good cash position. That's also a really good thing to have, but that's a whole different conversation. So we're not going to dive into that. So because of that, that's why I'm going to be issuing a 100 day challenge. And so there used to be this, this common saying in the, uh, in the internet marketing world that is still true today. I don't know, maybe people say it, I just don't hear it as much, but it used to be really, really common. And that is content is king. Content is king. And then some people would follow up with, but context is queen. And so I don't know, I don't really, uh, <laughs> but content is king used to be this, this phrase that all marketers said over and over and over and over. And the reason is because it positions you as an authority. By creating content, it helps establish deeper connections with your audience. It gives you this organic reach to find new people based on what you're creating, and it helps you grow your brand as a result. And so when people trust you, when they see you more, when you've built this authority, it's a lot easier to sell your products when you're viewed as one of those authorities. The only downside is... It's a lot of freaking work. It is so much work to lean into branding related activities. And I know this because I used to blog. I don't know, anyone raise their hand uh, in their mind or in their car. Uh, Did you ever used to blog? Well, in 2013, when I first started, uh, started our business, I blogged. And I blogged off and on because blogging was like the thing. And so I blogged and what I decided to do 
was a few months into my blogging, I decided to do a 30-day challenge. And so I did a 30-day challenge. And uh, what, what that did was, it actually grew our, our organic blog traffic. After creating one piece of blog, one blog per day, one piece of blog, I don't know what that means, one blog piece of content in the form of a blog per day for 30 days, here's what happened. We were averaging three to 400 visitors organically from Google to our website per month from our blog. By the end of those 30 days, we had 9,500 unique organic visitors to our blog by the end of those 30 days. And so once I got to the end of that though, I pulled back and I began blogging one time per, per week for six years and our blog grew to the point of we had a quarter million uh, visitors coming to it every year and which grew our authority substantially. It grew our email list like crazy. It grew, like I, it was crazy. I remember this one time, I was at uh, HubSpot, it's a huge marketing software, we were partnering with them, and I was at HubSpot's inbound marketing conference back in like, I think like 2017 or something like that. And I was at their co their conference, and I had people literally coming up to me saying, I read your blog, I love all of your content. I'm like, wow, no way. Like, did, would that have ever happened if we didn't lean into this? And it all began because I took a 30-day challenge. And I actually issued this challenge on my blog at the start of it, and I, by the end of it, I had over 100 people doing the same thing and, and who all commented, and joined me in doing it, got on the list, and I had all these great conversations, and everybody had wonderful results as doing it. Now, we shut down the blog maybe like a year ago-ish, maybe a year and a half ago, and I decided to go all in on video and audio, which is why you probably can't find our blog anymore. Uh, but I'm gonna be issuing a 100-day content challenge because I wanna, I'm gonna be leaning into this heavy for our brand, and I'm recommending this for other direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands uh, going into the new year. And so this challenge is basically to get my reps in at creating daily content and start prioritizing the brand-building aspect of our business. So for me, that starts today. If you're listening to this podcast and you like the idea and you're like, Josh, I need this push. I need some accountability. I want to do something like this. I've wanted to, and maybe this is that push. Maybe you're listening to this on the day the podcast released. Maybe you're listening to this six months from when this podcast released. It doesn't matter. The, the day, the time doesn't matter. The concept of challenging yourself to create a habit, to get your reps in and start prioritizing the brand building aspect of your business is timeless. And so whatever platforms are Getting the algorithm love right now, and right now for us, is a lot of TikTok, a lot of Reels, a lot of YouTube shorts. It just depends on when you're listening to this. The, the concept is still the same. So I encourage you to do this with me. So my journey starts today. Depending on when you're listening to this, go, go on any of my platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever that is, and you'll probably see content starting today. Now, the reason I'm doing this and I'm verbally doing this is because uh, my brother Jacob, who actually Jacob works for us, and my brother Jacob back in 2016, he decided, he was 19 years old at the time, he decided there's no better time in my life to spend four months by myself in the wilderness hiking 2,200 miles on the Appalachian Trail than now. And he decided to hike the Appalachian Trail. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's a 2,200 mile trail, starts down in, I believe, Georgia, and it ends up in Maine. And it takes the average person almost five months to complete. Well, Jake completed it in four months to the day. He started May 1st, I believe he ended like September 1st because we picked him up in Maine. And when he went through it, I remember um, after we ended up getting back, I asked him like, J like Jake, how did you, 
how did you spend four freaking months in the wilderness? Like just hiking 25 to 30 miles a day, depending on the day. How did you do that? Like, what was the thing that really kept you going? And I'll never forget, Jake said, well, I told about 100 people that I was gonna do it, and then I posted it all over social media so much that I felt if I quit, everyone would call me out on it. And so that kept him going. The Getting it out there, having that level of verbal commitment created this unspoken accountability. And by him telling everybody and their mother and their brother that he was doing it, he had hundreds of people that all knew Jacob is hiking the Appalachian Trail. And so he posted photos along the way and then a few, like a month in, he just gave up because the cell phone reception was really bad and he just had to finish the last several months on his own. But he knew if I come back, I will always regret it. And if I committed to doing this, I have to finish this. So for me, maybe even for you, this 100 days is your Appalachian Trail. This is you saying, I'm in, I'm committed, and I wanna verbally say this, I want to verbally be accountable for this. And so if you decide to join me in this, I'm gonna walk through what this kind of looks like in a moment. If you decide to take me up on this challenge, if you decide to join me in an hour, even down the line, I'd love for you to shoot me a DM. So shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Josh Coffee, and say, Josh, I'm doing the challenge, all right? So shoot me a DM. If you haven't followed me yet, go follow me. Let's connect on there. And you'll also be able to see ideas and things that I'm also, the content we're creating and what we're kind of seeing working in there as well. And so as we go along here, here's what's gonna happen. I will report my findings. I always do. I love, obviously I'm a marketer. I have to track data, right? So I'm gonna report my findings and I will do a final wrap up of the first 100 days, the results that we've seen from that. And I also have a content planner. Uh, we have a content planner that we've built and I'll be using that. And so if you do wanna get access to that, you have to join the e-commerce Alley Facebook group completely free. Go to alleypodcast.com slash group. And if you join that, you'll be able to go ahead and grab the planner. I'm gonna share it in there. And so regardless of when you join, you'll be able to go to the guides, the resources, and you'll be able to grab that content planner uh, at any time. So the reason I'm doing 100 though, and not 30, because before I did 30 days, I did a 30 day blog uh, or content challenge with blogging, all right? So the reason I'm not doing 30 is because I don't believe 30 is a large enough sample size to create a habit. They say, you know, 30 days to a habit. Yeah, but what if you do 100? You know, you might just create that habit in the first 30 days. You might just, like me, I batched a lot. I'm batching a lot of stuff. So you might batch it all, but that doesn't mean you created a habit. Just because you got down and you filmed 30 reels in a day or 30 TikToks or whatever that is in a day doesn't mean you created that habit because next month you have to do it again. And so I believe by the end of three months, or I'm using 100 days in this case, I will have reps in, I will be more efficient at it, and I will have the habit. Because if you can do it for 30 days, you might be able to do that. I know people that join our CrossFit gym and they come for like 30 days and then they drop off hotter than a hot potato. And so... 100 days, I believe, creates a not just a habit, but a solid, repeatable, efficient habit because you have spent enough time becoming more efficient at it. That, that, that first month is gonna be the worst month. You're gonna take a long time to create content, just like I know I will. And the challenge is really simple. Here is the challenge in one sentence. One piece of content per day for 100 days on a social media platform. And so the question I have for you is will you join me in this challenge whenever you're listening to this, 
Will you join me in 100 days of content to build your brand, to start tucking away the acorns in your business that you will be able to pull from later as need be, but then also to create the snowball that will eventually outpace your direct response marketing activities. And if so, then don't forget, shoot me a DM at Josh Coffee on Instagram and join our Facebook group. We're gonna go to allypodcast.com slash group. It'll just redirect you to the Facebook page. It's completely free. You'll be able to get additional resources and you're gonna be able to get the content planner that we're going to be using. So hopefully it'll help you in your planning as you go. Well, thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced by Dylan Counts. If you're enjoying this podcast or if you're gonna take me up on this challenge as well, take five seconds, rate this on whatever tool you're using. It's gonna help this get into more hands of entrepreneurs that might need it. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.